you are listening to Kicking and Screaming by Anung of Creatures Creativity, a podcast for introverts and homebodies to live bigger, more adventurous lives, to push our boundaries, but on our own terms. A quick warning that some episodes will have some swearing. This is episode two, Know Your Personality. We all have those friends on Facebook who love taking those quizzes about everything in the world about themselves. What Harry Potter house they're in, what kind of pizza they are, what magical creature they should be instead of a human, all those different kind of things. But I have three that I absolutely love that I think everyone should please take a gander at and learn from. As a warning, personality tests are not the end-all be-all of who you are. They're just pieces of the whole. They're to be used to understand yourself and others, not to stereotype or to push some agenda. Take what you want from them. This is not, you're not stuck this way. All right, the first one, which is, I guess everyone's either seen or done or heard of this, is the Myers-Briggs personalities test. So kind of based off the Carl Jung psychological types of different people and there's the way they essentially are. So it kind of has their usual introvert, extrovert, whether you have a sensory or intuitive, thinking or feeling, judging or perceiving. And so you are one or the other in each of those four categories. And people used to use this a lot in like figuring out what you should be when you grow up which I find kind of ridiculous because there's some of the things that I found in a few of the categories was like, that makes no sense. If you like doing this, then why the hell would I want to do that? Cause it has nothing to do with the administrative or the ideas behind like this job. There's free tests online. Make sure you check out the website. I'll have links for all this test because all of them will be free or ways to get to them because there's books for them all over the place and websites to learn from. I am what they considered INTJ, which I have no idea how they got that figured out on their numbers and letters and everything else, which is the mastermind, which does fit me to a T. I love being behind the scenes. I love having some control on some things and being like second in command in others, which is awesome. I don't need the, I don't need the applause for getting a job well done. I just like know what I got it done. And we're very analytical in a way, but we're not like organized, anal retentive about it, which is pretty much what I am. I like being organized, but I don't really need to things go wrong. I know how to, I have a backup plan to the backup plan to that backup plan. Honestly, there's so much information on these things. I don't, I don't take a lot of it in there, but I do find a lot of myself in there. So use it to help you get a direction or you want of what you want to do in your life or kind of what even just hobbies and stuff and just kind of get a better sense of yourself. The second one is the five love languages. This is not quite like a personality test about yourself. It's more. Um, the five different ways that people speak and understand emotional love. I found this to be so helpful in all my relationships with my friends, my families, my husband, hell, kind of my dog <laughs> in a strange way, knowing that what I do best to show love and how other people perceive them has been so phenomenal. Because in the book, 
which you can get easily at a library. You don't have to buy the book or hell, just go to Barnes and Noble and find it and just read it while you're there. Everyone has the emotional love tank. And everyone has a way of being filled. So our love language is the best way that we get it filled. And the one thing they always like to show in there is that the in love feeling and experience is like a fictional thing. It's useful for all relationships. Hell, even when you work with like bosses or subordinates or other coworkers or anything else, it's so much helpful to know what some people have no idea what you're doing to try to be nice. All right, there are five love languages. Acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, words of affirmation, and quality time. Pretty much these don't really change around your life. Everyone has one they usually use all the time. A lot of people do have a secondary one. And you need to learn how, which one you fall under. I personally am a quality time kind of person with a secondary receiving gifts. Or like acts of service. It's kind of of like a mixture for me. Like I love giving gifts to people, which is very strange. And I love people giving quality time. So like I like, I love giving my niece a, like a fort kit. So it was a great thing for us to build together. So quality time, but it was a good gift that I knew that she would love to have for the rest of her life, at least for the foreseeable future since she's three. But every other people can play with her. She'll, I come back again to visit and she'll want me to go in the fort with her. There we go. Quality time gift. But my husband is physical touch. This is not the same thing as everyone talking about, oh, yeah, as a guy, he wants sex. It's like, no, my husband loves being able to hold my hand when we walk down the street. He loves putting his head in my lap when we're watching a movie. Nothing wrong with that. That's his version of physical tucked. And I always had to remember that even though I love just spending time with him, for me sitting and, like, reading a book while he's sitting at the computer, like, two feet away, to me can be quality time. But he likes it sometimes when we sit on the couch together and just cuddle or make a pillow fort with each other and watch a movie. But we're there touching together, which luckily for us works pretty well because he still gets his physical touch while I get my quality time. And then our introvertedness, we love to have discussions, which works great because it is in the process of everything else. We always seem to touch each other one way or another, which is awesome. Which, of course, having, like, words of affirmation can be so hard for an introvert because then you're, like, praising someone. But as introverts, we never know really what to say or how it's going to be received or if we said it right because in our head it's one way and then what came out of our mouth was absolutely wrong. Sadly, nothing really kind of has a way of showing, like, hey, this is a better way to do it. <laughs> but it's one of the ways you can learn about yourself and just personally learn about the other person if they need to have words of affirmation. You can always just find, even just personally ask them, like, what do you want for me to say to you? What works better than, like, hey, you look pretty. If they don't really care about being pretty, especially if they've had a really hard day, it's saying, like, hey, you're awesome at your job. That guy's an asshole. You have every right to be <laughs> mad at him in any way. And the third one, which is pretty new, actually, is the four tendencies. 
by Gretchen Rubin. Rubies? Rubin? God, I'm horrible at names. But these are... I, I She just had this in another book, and she had to expand on it because we were all so kind of like excited about... Like, yeah, these are just... I tend to do this in my life. So these are how people tend to respond to expectations, outer expectations, and inner expectations. There are four different kinds. These upholder, which responds readily to outer and inner expectations. The questioner, who questions all expectations but can do inner a lot better. The obliger, which meets outer expectations but struggles with their own wants and needs. And then there's the rebel who resists all expectations. Now, I loved hearing this because this kind of helped me with my five love languages figuring things out. Because if you have, especially if you have kids, trying to figure out what kind of kid you have also kind of helps you figure out like how to get them to do their homework, how to help get help with their, with people doing chores in the house, how to make sure your husband or wife is going to remember things that you find important, but they do not. And so having like an upholder is someone who has, if someone gives them like a deadline at the same time, they want to lose like weight, which is their own inner expectations. They could do both because they get, they get the motivation for both. Well, an obliger, if anyone like asks for some, these are kind of the yes people. They kind of seem to have a problem with saying no to everyone else because they like to please people. And if someone gives them a really good, um, tasks to do, they'll get it done at work. But if they try like, hey, I need to declutter at home, let's get this done, and six months later you barely touched the box, <laughs> that's kind of that's the difference between having inner expectations. Now, I am a rebel, so I resist all expectations, which is very frustrating for me and my family growing up. But she doesn't have quite as much information about rebels because we are kind of contradictory in itself. But I loved this because this fit me to a T. I will do something opposite of someone with, if, because they want me to, but not to the point of like, they can trick me into, well, I want you to do dance. Well, girls can't do dance because they're, you're ungainly and you have two left feet kind of thing. And I think that I'm going to also now just do dance. I will just do a dance thing that they don't want me to do, like say hip hop and break dancing, which I did for a year in college. And did not tell them. I'll just be honoring a little shit about it and not let anyone know that I'm doing anything. Like right now. People don't think that I'm really good at talking. So I decided to do a podcast to tell them to shove it up their ass. (laughs) Because this is what I want to do. And it's just so much easier to do things for me knowing that this is what I... This is how I'm going to react. Like I have some people who... I honestly, I haven't seen met any other rebels, but every other tendency I've seen all the time. And it's so fascinating to see this and other people because getting help from other people with anything is kind of one of those, like my brother is really sucks in meeting outer expectations because he just doesn't care like me, which has been very frustrating for me and my, for my parents because trying to get them them trying to get us to do anything has been pulling teeth. I'm just being an honorary little shit. He's just going to keep playing his games, which is his prerogative. I'm going to go out and play with my friends and go out dancing all night and not tell them where I am. <laughs> but 
my parents knew we were safe because we were one of those people who didn't get peer pressured. As my mom always said, she has no problem having her boring children because none of us went to jail. None of us did drugs. I lived in Ireland for a year and still didn't drink any alcohol. So she had no worry that I was going to do anything that wasn't going to be safe. Unless it was my own idea. Like, I've done TPing before, but there was no, like, I knew I was going to get arrested. It probably, it, there was a chance of it somehow I got into a car that couldn't go over 40 miles an hour. So, of course, the cops found us. <laughs> but that's a completely different thing. Honestly, of all the three that I've talked about, I say the four tendencies are, is the most fascinating and fun to read through and figure out. I mean, I'll, I'll have a link on my website for the test. Cause you have the t- that test is free, but I say get the book, definitely, to get all the, uh, get all really good examples. I've even emailed the author about like, this is like dozens of examples of how I do things and, and how my tendency kind of manifests in my life because it's just, it's fun to see. Okay, so as a recap, I had the Myers-Briggs personality test, which is a little older and slightly dated, but there's a couple of versions out there that are newer. Um, the book is Please Understand Me Too is one of the books that's a little bit newer, a little bit more up-to-date on their testing and their descriptions of the personalities. Take this one with a grain of salt. It's got some really good information on it, but it doesn't, doesn't need to end all be all over there. Five love languages is what you need to have better relationships with your friends and family and all loved ones. Definitely at least look through the very beginning, take the test, kind of figure out what works better for you that you need from other people, and at least try to figure out at least your spouse, significant other, and a few family members, like, what they need. Because that's going to be steps, like giant steps, and you to have a better relationship with some of the important people in your life. Four tendencies is great for yourself, but everyone around you. About how to get things done in your life, how to make sure you do very well at work. Like, part of the reason why I'm a rebel is because I can't, I cannot work in a corporate office. The hierarchy, all the politics and everything else just makes me want to tear things apart. But having an upholder or an obliger does great in an office setting. These people get everything done. They're great employees. They have no problem doing a little extra work within reason. So make sure you check out check all these out and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. For extra notes and links, head over to courageouscreativity.co slash blog slash podcast too. Let me know your thoughts and please leave a review.